23. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, thank you for the week. Thank you for today. Thank you for taking us out of the world into the kingdom of your Son and making us all to be one who have believed that there should be no discrimination among your people, those who are your children. We work on your Holy Spirit that you will enable all of us today to learn from the things you are going to speak to us through your word. And help us, Lord, to walk in the path you've called each and every one of us. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all the hearers. And may your perfect will be done in all your children. And especially to those of the world evangelical family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, our instrumental is singing from Brother Caleb Brassi. May God continue to bless him and his family. We continue with our series, the Faith Killer series. The series outline, which I display on the screen, you can see it there. The next screen will show you. Last Sunday, we spoke that trusting church leaders could poison and kill faith in God. Today, we're going to speak on racism, tribalism, nativism, ethnocentricism, nepotism, etc. as killers of faith in God for those who are children of God. Next Sunday, we speak on fear kills faith. Today's topic, racism, tribalism, nativism, ethnocentrism, nepotism, etc. As killers of faith in God, praise the Lord. The outline, again, is on the board. Definition of terms. Number two, the war system was built with racism, tribalism, nativism, ethnocentrism, nepotism, etc. Three, we be Christ delivered us, his children, from the world and from that system that thrives on discrimination. And number four, we say all forms of discrimination poison and kill faith in God. And we must all repent. And that song, here is love. Vast as the ocean, that is God's love. Definition of terms. Shall we go ahead? Tribalism. Tribalism can be defined as one, the state of existence as a separate tribe or tribes. Number two, the custom and beliefs of a tribal society. Number three, it can also be defined as loyalty to a tribe or tribal values. Four, it can also refer to the loyalties that people feel towards particular social groups and to the way these loyalties affect their behavior and their attitudes towards others. Praise the Lord. Tribalists are those who will sacrifice common good for the benefit of their people, groups, or tribes. 
They see their people group as one to be trusted because they are bound by language and live in the same space and believe in the myths of their tribal or tribe's origins. Next one, please. Ethnocentrism. Racism. Racism is the belief that people of some races are inferior to others and the behavior which is the result of this belief. Racism also refers to the aspects of a society which prevent people of some racial groups from having the same privileges and opportunities as people from other races. Praise the Lord. In summary, racists have the mindset that because they have lighter skin tones, they are superior to those with darker skin tones. For racists, some human beings are less than human. Some may be a quarter human, three quarter human, depending which country and which race. In effect, they are denying the biblical account in the book of Genesis that said that God created human beings in his image and likeness. We shall go to the next definition, ethnocentrism. Ethnocentrism is the belief in the intrinsic superiority of the nation, culture, or group to which one belongs, often accompanied by feelings of dislike for other groups. Praise the Lord. To understand ethnocentrism is a mix of racism and tribalism. Next, nativism. Nativism is a policy of protecting the interests of native inhabitants against those of immigrants. Praise the Lord. Nativists, especially in the North American continent and South Africa, are hypocrites. If they claim they know the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't want immigrants, but they forget that their forebears went into these lands and stole the lands of the people, committed genocide. And now, when other people want to come from other lands to these nations, they say, no, we don't want immigrants. We were, this is our country. No, it's not. You, the, the land was never yours. In fact, the land doesn't belong to anybody. Only God owns the whole earth. He created the heavens and the earth. So nativists, and if you say you're a believer, you are not. You're a hypocrite. Next one. Nepotism is the unfair use of power in order to get jobs or other benefits for one's family or friends. Praise the Lord. I wonder how many of us, even believers, can claim not to be nepotistic. It's the gold standard in the world. Touch anybody's child or father or mother and they, there may be a problem. You're a judge in the high court. You don't mind sentencing somebody else's child to prison, but when it's your own son or daughter, you start bending the rules. And then on Sunday, you go to the pulpit and say you are a child of God. We shall go to the next item. The world system was built with racism, tribalism, nativism, ethnocentrism, nepotism, etc. That's the world. The world system, remember where I'm talking now. The world as is was built on all these isms. 
They are the wheels on which the war systems run. They were not just built with them, they run on them. Is their skin tone lighter? You get a better job. Do you speak the same language as somebody else from what your tribe are? You get a better job. Your son or daughter, you're willing to buy your way for him or her. If you have been using these wheels to acquire power and wealth through the ages, that's if I would say many have been using all these wheels to acquire power and wealth through the ages. Using racism, tribalism, ethnocentrism, nepotism, nativism, few humans have been ruling and controlling the lives of the majority of the world's ill-informed and poor. Yes, they will come in if race, they use the race card in order to win votes in politics. And we use tribalism too. They use all these things to win votes or to conquer people of other lands in nations or in countries past, in past generations. And that means there's always a ruling class. The very ones who think they're smart, who manage the world for Satan and his cohorts. They appear smart because they, they use these things to divide the people. And when they divide them, they begin to conquer, then they begin to control their lives. And yet, the worst majority could easily overthrow all these dictators, whether in civilian uniform or military uniform, it doesn't matter. Everything was going quite well for the oppressors of the poor. For all the rulers of the world, everything was going on so well until Christ came. 2,000 years ago plus, and inaugurated the kingdom of heaven on earth with his message of God's eternal love and equality of human beings. There was all trouble in the kingdom of darkness, and the world's rulers panicked. Scripture, please. I read from Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. And all nations will hate you because you are my followers, but everyone who endures to the end will be saved. Praise the Lord. The world's rulers hated Christ, the Jewish leaders, the political leaders, because he was preaching a new message of God's eternal love. One that called into question their hold on the people. Please note, the rulers of the world's kingdoms, then and now, see the kingdom of God on earth as a threat. Wherever, whichever country you are, whether in totalitarian regimes, whether in so-called democratic regimes, it doesn't matter which country in this world, they all oppose the kingdom of God on earth. Because the values of the world are not the same as the values of the kingdom. Because the values of the kingdom of heaven oppose and challenge their oppressive hold on their fellow human beings. And please note another thing. Unbelievers, I don't care who they are, father, mother, brother, sister, they hate true followers of Christ. That's the Bible we just read. We just read it. They love the backsliding ones because they no longer preach a gospel that challenges them and the world system. So if you are loved, check it and you say you're a believer. Because I want to tell you that I don't think you are. Next item. Christ delivered us from the world and the system that thrives on discrimination. This is now addressed to the children of God. We have just said the existence of discrimination in the world, how the world tries on discrimination. But now, we are trying to say Christ delivered the believer from that world. Scripture, please. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 22. Verse 14. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. When in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Okay, let me explain on this. Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles, meaning the Jews then were the people of God, and then the rest of the world made us one people, those who believe. On the cross, he took on the sins of the world, both Jew and Gentile, and brought down the hostility that separated Jew from Gentile and Gentile from Gentile. And in the last verse in 15, he made peace between Jews and Gentiles, meaning he made peace for all human beings who believe by creating himself one new group from two groups. Believers, heavenly citizens, praise the Lord. Amen. Next. Slide. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. Verse 17, he brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Just a moment. We're going to go on verse 18. Now all of us can come to the Father God through the same Holy Spirit as believers because of what Christ has done for us, because he has taken us away from the world system, from its discriminations, and made us one new person in him. We are now part of the body of Christ as one. Praise the Lord. Next slide, please. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Just a moment. Everyone who is a follower of Christ, anyone who has believed in the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you're a member of God's family. And the Bible says you are holy. We belong to that family of holy, holy people. Heavenly citizens on earth. Praise the Lord. Continue, please. Mm -hmm. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. Verse 21. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Praise the Lord. So in verse 21, 22, we are carefully joined together in Christ. Every believer, we're a holy temple in Christ Jesus. We are joined, becoming a holy temple of God. And through him, all of us have been made part of God's dwelling. From the scriptures we just read. Jews and Gentiles, meaning all human beings are equal. That's a message from the kingdom of heaven. No group of human is greater than other groups. So if you say you're a follower of Christ, and you're discriminating against your fellow brother or sister, no matter the circumstances. Do you really think you know Christ? Can you be part of him and yet discriminate? 
He that abolished discrimination on the cross. So we will see why many believers have poisoned their faith with this, all these things we have been talking about. All forms of discrimination poison and kill faith in God. Though the world systems are built on and run on discrimination, there should never be such in the Church of Christ. Because Christ sacrificed discrimination on the cross. Therefore, it is completely wrong for anyone who names the name of Christ to be part of any group that advocates and or practices any form of discrimination. A believer who engages in any form of discrimination poisons her faith in God. But you see, let's put it this way. Many believers discriminate without knowing that they're actually discriminating. You know why? Because from their mother's breast, they learned racism, they learned tribalism. They learned that some who speak and act like, not like them, are the other. So from childhood and through school, many people grow up hating the person that doesn't look like them, disliking the person from another tribe, not trusting those that have come into their country, even though they themselves are also immigrants in that country. To say, my brother and my sister of the same family, I would rather believe him than believe the other person because he or she is my brother. Even though you know your brother is a thief or a rogue. So when they say they stole, you know your brother stole it or your sister. I mean, talk of blood, brother, blood, sister. And then you decide that, well, I'm going to defend my brother or my sister. You are discriminating. And you say you're a believer. Everything changed when you and I became children of God. That's the point. You see, the world have a right to do all the things that we do because the world system is run on those discriminatory attitudes. But for a child of God, no. You and I have no rights to do anything that discriminates against other people. Because when we do that, we are negating what Christ has done on the cross. Of, on, the, on the cross. And then we are saying we are in charge of our own lives. But we are not in charge of our lives if we truly have given our life to Christ. Because if we have given our life to Christ, we ought to have jettisoned those cultural and tribal and other learnings that we got from our mother's breast. And allow Christ in us to live through us. So the world can see the light that is in us. So when we engage in any form of discrimination, we are denying Christ. And therefore we are poisoning our faith. And ultimately we are killing our faith in God. Because we came to him at the cross and say, naked I came, here I am, forgive me my sins. And next moment you are taking on their clothes again of the world. And you are running back to the world. Because you are engaging in those things that the world loves. And so they welcome you back. God is not pleased with those who discriminate. That is very important. I want any believer to hear me today. If you are discriminating because of tribe or race, you are not, you are not having the faith that Christ has given you. It could be the reason why our prayers are not being heard. Because we are discriminating against other human beings. Even in the church of Christ. 
Even if you're a believer, you shouldn't discriminate against unbeliever. No, except you are not going to join them in their practices. But you cannot say because not from my tribe or not the same skin tone as me, I won't relate. No. It could, could it be because we are discriminatory in our behavior? Why many of us don't have the joy of salvation anymore? Why we lost it? Is that the reason why whenever they speak one wind of doctrine, we believe it? Because it's been spoken by somebody from our tribe or from our race. The word today is repent. That's all of us. We're all guilty in one form or the other. Let's read the scripture, please. James chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? For example, someone comes, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? Praise the Lord. The scripture is self-explanatory, but let's start from verse 1. He says, how can you claim to have faith in God, in Christ? If you are discriminatory, that's the meaning. Because the moment you favor somebody, because he or she is rich, like in the, some of your churches, you have them sitting on the dais, you know? Those who are fine apparel and clothes, they see someone is calling the elders in the church. Is that not discriminatory? Verse 2, for example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed exactly, I just said that, in fancy clothes. And you know, they are, drives the beautiful cars, the very expensive cars. Everybody, the ushers will, they all share the person in because that, that person will bring in a lot of money, they think. And there's a poor man somewhere there in dirty clothes. They don't know what is an angel of God whom God has sent to that church that day. In verse 3, the moment you give special attention, give a good seat to the rich person. Are you hearing me? All these church elders who parambulate in churches in flowing gowns, dressing beautiful distinct, who sit right there so people can see you for your holiness. Whereas the, the church, in the church, they hide the poor ones somewhere in the basement and be giving them maybe food if you are lucky. Doesn't this discrimination in verse 4 show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? I'm not the one speaking. The Lord is speaking through our brother. Say, so listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the point this world to be rich in faith? Because I can assure you one thing. The people in their congregations, the poorest ones, who genuinely love God, hear God. Because the moment you are discriminatory, you have stopped hearing from God. You are no longer in faith if you are not careful. That's why I say today, can we all repent, please? Can we all repent at the hearing of this message? Because the reason your prayer is not being heard is because you have a discriminatory attitude. 
You are tribalist. You are racist. Even though you claim you are a child of God. How can you be a racist and you say you are a child of God? How can you be a tribalist and you say you are a child of God? How can you say you are, you are nepotistic and you say you are a child of God? How can you be a nativist and say you are a child of God? How can you love the things of your own tribe and hate the things of other tribes and you say you are a child of God? It is impossible! Remember we are talking about children, we are talking about the world. Those in the world, those are things they use. Those are the wheels that move the world. And we are talking about those who say they have repented. And accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. What is the love of Christ in you? When you are going to prefer somebody else to me, knowing I'm your brother. When I prefer somebody else, knowing that you are my sister. Why would I choose my blood brother over you if genuinely my brother is not a believer, but you are a believer? If I choose my blood brother or my, my son or my daughter over you as a believer, then I am committing sin. And God will not hear my prayers. It's a hard saying, and that's why I'm saying we all must what repent. Our business to bring it from the word of God as in the scriptures. It's for you and I to go into our closets today and ask God to forgive us and help us to run this race the way because He only, He, the child you have, or the daughter you have, or the brother you have, or the father or mother you have, and you didn't choose those things, God gave them to you. And God is saying, I have called them out from the world to be my children. And therefore, they are your first principle. You cannot discriminate in the household of faith. If you are doing it, you are a pastor, please resign your seat. If you are a Jew, please run from there. You, are not, you have no business being there. Except you repent and invite the Holy Spirit back into your life. And then God will guide you into how you can rectify all the wickednesses you have done because you are tribalist, because you are racist, because of whatever other isms. Praise the Lord. We're going to sing a song of God's vast love, for which you and I were sinners, and He yet came in the person of His Son to die for us. Say, here is love, vast as the ocean. Here is love, vast as the ocean. God's love is, in fact, is vast over the universe, I would say. as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood, when the Prince of Life, Jesus Christ, our ransom, He shed for us His precious blood on the cross. Who is love will not remember, we must all remember that love so we don't discriminate. Who can cease to sing His praise? He can never be forgotten throughout heaven's eternal days. On the mount of crucifixion, fountains open deep and wide from his body. Through the floodgates of God's mercy, flow the vast and gracious tide of his blood. Grace and love, like mighty rivers, pour incessant from above. Grace and love, like mighty rivers, like I said, poured all over the world for our redemption. Heaven's peace and perfect justice kissed the guilty world in love. His blood kissed us and brought us to the Father. Let me all that 
I love accepting. You have cleansed and sanctified me and all who are hearing. Thou thyself has set us free. In thy truth, that does direct us. By the Holy Spirit, through your word, the scriptures. And thy grace, my need is meeting, as I trust in thee, my Lord. Of thy fullness thou art pouring, thy great love and power on me and on you, hearing this message, without measure, full and boundless, drawing out my heart to thee. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, the eternal rock of ages. We give you all the praise and honor for today for this time of speaking to us, admonishing us, guiding us, Lord, those things that prevent us from reaching the level we ought to reach in, in our work with you. Help us, Lord, because we are weak, but you are strong. Open our eyes through this message, break every yoke so that we do not discriminate no matter the circumstance. Help us to walk the walk of faith, trusting only in you, O Lord our God, helping us to run this race, Lord, Using your word only and your word alone. Loving our neighbors ourselves, Lord. Never discriminating on the basis of race or tribe or tongue. Help your children, Lord. And may help us to rectify those of us who have made such errors that they have hurt others. To make amends in the new way they live and relate with others who are not of the same race or tribe or tongue. Father, bless the homes of all who hear. And share the messages, Lord. Bless them with your word that they continue to grow in faith. And the book they devour for their sakes. Let your mercy, Lord, O oh God, extend to the world. That they will know that your message is from you. The scriptures are true. They cannot be changed by anybody. Help your children to understand the fact that you have been speaking to them through the, your word. And enable them to walk as they read and study and meditate. Because when they study the scriptures, Lord, your presence is there. We give you all the praise and honor, dear God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord for his time with us today. Continue to pray for us as we pray for you. Next Sunday, by his grace, we speak again. <laughs>